Hello, was time right after all? Living the worthy life, what do we need to know to combat the world of disbelief in the 21st century? It is through the readings and writings of Bishop Fulton Sheen that I have come across some very interesting insight on this very subject. Bishop Sheen was way ahead of his time in many ways. Probably one of the most interesting is Bishop Sheen's discussion of Frederick Nietzsche. In the middle of the 1960s, Nietzsche, a mere 60 years after his death, became the leader of a movement of radical non-religious people who looked down upon organized religion. Instead of promoting religion, they promote the words of Frederick Nietzsche, which is, man is one of God's blunders, or is God one of man's blunders? Another, in Christianity, neither morality nor religion comes into contact with reality at any point. As an atheist, he understood he did not believe in God. Yet, thus, he did not believe that God once existed, but now was dead. However, what he was referring to when he said God is dead is a general decline of Christianity that was taking place, and is still taking place, depending on who you ask in the Western world. He explained God is dead, the belief is a Christian God has become unbelievable. But here is where things get rather tricky. He expressed the form of a madman, was directed at people's ignorance at the loss of the ground of morality. Indeed, he said, the collapse of our entire European morality. With the death of the Christian God, he believed that the Western world's foundation for morality had been destroyed. It was just the people of the West didn't realize it yet. The madman who tried to make them realize it had come too early. Maybe we need to look at the entire concept that he and his ilk have been feeding us for the past 120 years. There are 10 significant quotes by Bishop Fulton Sheen on this appropriate subject here. Number one, it's impossible to lose your footing when you are on your knees. Number two, simple souls are little enough to see the brightness, bigness of God in the littleness of a babe and therefore the only ones who will ever understand the reason of his visitation. He came to the poor earth of ours to carry on an exchange, to say to us, not only as good God could say, you gave me your humanity and I will give you my divinity. You gave me your time and I will give you my eternity. You gave me your broken heart and I gave you love. You gave me your nothingness, and I gave you my all. God reveals himself through nature. Number three, if you do not worship God, you worship something. And nine times out of ten, it will be yourself. You will have a duty to worship God, not because, he was, not because we will be imperfect and unhappy if we do not, but because you will be imperfect and unhappy. Number four, there is no word more dangerous than liberalism because it opposes it in the new unforgivable sin. Very few people believe in the devil these days, which suits the devil very well. He is always helping to circulate the news of his own death. The essence of God is existence, and he defines himself as I am who am. 
The essence of the devil is a lie, and he defines himself, I am who I'm not. The devil has very little trouble with those who do not believe in him. They are already on his side. Number five, God has given different gifts to different people. There is no basis for feeling inferior to another who has a different gift. Once it is realized that we shall be judged by the gift we have received rather than the gift we have not, no uh, one is completely delivered from the false sense of inferiority. Number six, Satan has always tempts the pure and the others are already his. Number seven, when you are getting kicked out, kicked from the rear, it means you are in front. Number eight, evil has its hour, but God will have its day. Number nine, the facts of the enemy a God will face in the modern civilization has conquered the world, but in doing so, lost its soul. And in its soul, we will lose the very world it is gained. Number 10, even if we so-called liberal culture in the United States, which you tried to avoid complete secularization by leaving the little zones of individual freedom is in danger of forgetting that these zones were preserved only because religion was in their soul. And as religion fades, so will their freedom. For only where the spirit of God is, is their liberty. In an era where it has become commonplace to attack God, separate God from his people, and make fun of believers, I would like to pose this question. Many atheists deny the very existence of God. They will say it was a simple fact that God does not exist, and that basis on evil, pain, and suffering they observe in the world. Their logic has three main points. Number one, a good and loving God would not allow evil, pain, and suffering in the world. Number two, evil, pain, and suffering exist in our world. Number three, therefore, God cannot exist. Now, brothers and sisters, I would like to pose them a new question. You deny the existence of governments? The atheist has begun to worship the fact that the government is the answer and what is wrong with humanity. The government can and will fix it. Our logic has three main points. Number one, a good and loving government would not allow evil, pain, and suffering in the world. Number two, evil, pain, and suffering exist in the world. Number three, therefore governments do not exist for the good of their own people. Nishi was right. After all, governments are dead. They do not provide the answer to our problem and in here, now, or forever. The governments are the problem. Apply principle number three here. If you do not worship God, you worship something. And nine times out of ten, it will be yourself. You have a duty to worship God, not because he was imperfect, yet he will be imperfect and unhappy if you do not, but because you will be imperfect and unhappy if you don't. Apply this in your daily life and you will be living a worthy life. Amen.